That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great America Show, where truth, justice, and the American way are the only way. We thank you for being with us, and here we go. Russia's war against Ukraine goes on, more death, more devastation and destruction, sickening sites of war in Ukraine. The Russians have several more cities surrounded now and are only a mile outside Kiev. Two weeks worth of war so far and no end in prospect. And the Western leaders bloviate, but say and do little. And two weeks of this war is more than enough for most of us. And the rest of the world may not understand how Americans could possibly be war weary in only two weeks. After all, the war is more than 5,000 miles away from us, at least for right now, and we Americans do realize that proximity thing could and sometimes does change very quickly. After all, Iraq and Afghanistan are about 7,000 miles away. Iraq, a little fewer. Afghanistan, a little more. And before we knew it, we were at war in both places. Most Americans never did quite grasp the reason for the U.S. presence in faraway foreign lands. But there we were in Iraq for about five weeks and defeated the enemy. But then our military stayed on for another nine years. Afghanistan, almost two full decades, 20 years. Can you imagine? Hardly seems possible. But we were there, and we have the grave markers and wounded veterans to prove it. Combat operations ended in 2003, and then we stayed another 18 years. What were our leaders thinking? Yes, we're already tired of the Russians' war against Ukraine, but don't blame our weariness on our admittedly short attention spans. Maybe we Americans need to acknowledge that our test scores are going down, not up. Maybe we should be blaming the two big Marxist teachers unions for so many of our children being denied a proper public education and making really bad choices when we go to the voting booth because it's the real issue. The real issue, the quality of our leaders, our politicians, who one way or another kept us at war for decades. Add another two weeks to all that time in Iraq and Afghanistan and I'd say we Americans are understandably sick and tired of war. But that said, the war in Ukraine goes on, and the Ukrainians, with great courage and resolve, continue to defend their cities and their homes and hold off the Russia military, despite low odds of prevailing. What will American leaders do now, now that it's been decided to not give NATO aircraft to the Ukrainians, and the strongest action taken by the United States so far is to ban imports of Russian oil. For his part, Zelensky has led Ukraine's defense against the invading Russians with great skill and courage. 
I'm sure surprising no one more than Vladimir Putin. The Ukrainian military and resistance have been valiant and resourceful in holding off the Russian forces and inflicting heavy losses on the invaders, even as they advanced across Ukraine, devastating cities and towns, blowing up bridges, airports, killing an untold number of Ukrainians, many of them civilians, of course. President Biden banned the import of Russian oil. He did so against uh, my wishes, I guarantee you, but only after intense pressure within his own party and Democrat leaders were watching his poll numbers plummet as the midterm elections approach. Even as Biden's polling improves somewhat this week, a majority of Americans still say he's unfit to be president. I don't think those numbers will change much myself. And personally, I think the world will welcome a truce in Ukraine as the crisis there has revealed all too vividly the lack of strong and effective leadership among all NATO nations. I don't want to sound overly optimistic about the prospects of a resolution in Ukraine, although I am hopeful, nor about the peace that I certainly hope will result. But it is vital we achieve that peace as soon as possible. There are always too many fools in every country who think there are political advantages to be had and are willing to take liberty and lives of others to achieve their ends. Far more of those folks than statesmen, I'm afraid. In short, I pray for peace. With us today is a great American. He's a patriot. He served in uniform for almost 40 years, a combat veteran, rising from private to brigadier general, now U.S. congressman from the great state of Pennsylvania, member of the House Transportation and Foreign Affairs Committees. Please welcome Congressman Scott Perry to the Great America Show. Congressman, great to have you here. Well, Lou, great to be with you. And boy, you sure laid it out. Uh, we are in perilous times and uh, people often think, well, why should I care about foreign policy? What does it matter? Well, it's mattering right now. If you go to the grocery store, certainly if you go to the gas pump, you can see it matters. Leadership matters. And of course, we don't have any to speak of in this country. And now we're all paying the price for it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, let, let's let's talk about these new developments, if we may, to begin with. Uh, right. In Ukraine, uh, President Zelensky says he's ready to compromise. What, what's your reaction? Well, look, I think he is, uh, he, he's displaying leadership. I wish he wouldn't have to, to, to be prepared to compromise, but I'm sure he's, he's looking out for the uh, the health and well-being of his people, which are being slaughtered by a war criminal right now. And so at least to turn off the artillery from falling down, I think it's important that uh, we recognize his position and respect that. Now, on the other hand, I don't think that he or the West or the world in general can uh, can reward Vladimir Putin for his latest military excursion into his neighborhoods uh, unprovoked. And so while we want the shelling to stop and the, and the loss of innocent, innocent lives and the torment and torture that's occurring, we want all that to end. We absolutely must be firm. Russian troops have to get out of Ukraine, including Crimea, uh, and, and go back to where they came from. And Vladimir Putin needs to stay at home. And this whole bit about I can't have NATO forces on my on my border. For goodness sake, the Russians are right up against us in Alaska. The Russians and the Chinese are right up against us in Cuba. We got Venezuela right off our right off our coast. I mean, who's he kidding? The world's a dangerous place. The difference is, is that. Uh, you know, um, despots and, and totalitarians like Vladimir Putin, 
They invade their neighbors. Free countries like the United States of America, we wish our, our neighbors would do better, but we certainly don't invade them. And, and, and to, to try and, and, and categorize us in the same place as the left often does is completely unacceptable. So that's where things stand right now. I understand uh, 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 the leader of Ukraine's position. We laud him for his bravery and, and sticking in the fight. But we understand he wants to stop the carnage and God bless him for his position. You sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and and you've obviously uh, had a distinguished career in the United States uh, Army, uh, the military. Uh, it is, to me, uh, almost incomprehensible to think of the number of people in this country who've never served in uniform, uh, who have never uh, you know, held a weapon, for crying out loud, and who are so eager, so yeah. eager to go to war. I, I, it's almost as though they don't understand whatever else Vladimir Putin is. He has nuclear weapons, the second yeah. largest number of nuclear weapons. Uh, some argue the highest number of nuclear weapons uh, in the world. And uh, what I can't comprehend is this sudden eagerness on the part of Americans, eight in 10, according to the Quinnipiac poll, support a U.S. military response if Putin were to attack a NATO country, period. Your thoughts? Well, look, the problem with uh, the issue there is, is, of course, we have made commitments and you're all, you know, your word is only as good as when the, when the crucible hits if you stick to it. So we have Article 5 commitments with NATO countries. Of course, we don't with Ukraine. But I suspect that most people wouldn't be so inclined to be willing to jump into a shooting war with um, men and women are finest on the ground in Ukraine if they knew that nuclear, all-out nuclear war were on the table. And while many people didn't think that uh, Vladimir Putin was serious about going into Ukraine and you're, what you're seeing unfold on TV right before your eyes is actually happening, I think it's important that we listen to these people, these despots and these uh, totalitarians, whether it's uh, whether it's Vladimir Putin, whether it's uh, Kim in, in North Korea, whether it's the mullahs in Iran, when they say things, generally speaking, you can count on them to mean them. And it's certainly the case with Vladimir Putin. So when he talks about using tactical nuclear weapons, maybe not in America, but certainly in Europe and Ukraine, I think we have to proceed with caution. Uh, we don't want to be uh, involved in World War III. We don't want World War III. At the same time, there's a place to thread the needle here and reign Vladimir Putin in. He should be isolated economically. And uh, and quite honestly, he should be on trial for war crimes. But that's going to be up to the Russian people to make sure that that happens. Mm -hmm. But we absolutely have to proceed with caution here. War is not a place that anybody wants to be. And if you think it is, just imagine yourself living in Ukraine right now. I, it's To me, it's unimaginable because I see the damages everyone does on their television sets and on their monitors uh, every day. Uh, and and one of my concerns here is what we have seen and what we've seen reported uh, is so, uh, uh, I, I would say, constricted. Uh, this president has not explained anything. He hasn't explained why that ban will be effective uh, on oil. He hasn't explained why we got here and how in the world this had developed without U.S. leadership at least communicating with the American people about what was unfolding in Europe months before. Instead, they talked you're, to the Chinese. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, just, uh, it, it, it's as though, look, you would like to think this is sheer incompetence as they bumble along. But, Lou, 
You know this all too well. You've been around this game for a while. This is exactly uh, it's not incompetence. Now, I don't I'm not saying that uh, that President Biden wanted uh, Putin to invade Ukraine. Uh, I don't I don't know that that's the case, but I certainly think that President Biden and certainly the people around him hate America. And, and uh, you don't share intelligence with the Communist Party of China and that then act like you're surprised when they give it to the Russians. And oh, by the way, you don't talk uh, uh, about uh, shutting off Russian oil and you're reluctant to do it at the same time. The Russians are actually negotiating our behalf on our behalf for this this alleged Iran nuclear deal. The world is upside down here, and it's important to understand that how we got here is as important as what we do here, and so from here on in. And so how we got here, in, in part, is, is because of President Biden and the left's just all-out war on American energy and American sovereignty. And you know this well, Lou. You've been talking about it for years. Uh, Biden's first act is to shut down the Keystone Pipeline. No yeah. no drilling on, on our own lands or the continental shelf, shutting down Anwar, no no permitting of natural gas, uh, natural gas uh, facilities. These things, they cripple America at the same time we're buying uh, Chinese-made batteries and moving to this alternative energy source, which is not reliable long before we can st- sustain it for ourselves. And so we're putting ourselves in the same position that Western Europe put themselves in vis-a-vis Russia. But it wasn't just the policies that uh, you know, Vladimir Putin is completely and solely responsible for the war in Ukraine, but certainly President Biden's policies have encouraged it. And then, of course, the rhetoric. My goodness, Lou Dobbs, telling telling uh, uh, Vladimir Putin that you know a small incursion into Ukraine wouldn't be met with much resistance. He already moved into uh, into Crimea and other provinces years ago. When when are we going to say that bullies can't uh, can't do these things? And and and. And acting like President Trump was the weak hand in this and that, that Vladimir Putin would be scared of, uh, of President Biden is just laughable. And, of course, if it wasn't so horrific and tragic, but the, the horrific tragedies are what you're seeing right now unfold on your very screen. So, uh, you know, certainly, in my opinion, President Biden bears response, some responsibility for his part. Uh, in what's occurring right now in the world, the gas prices, the shortages, and of course, the horrific loss of life and destruction in Ukraine. And and the national left-wing media, the corporate-owned mm-hmm. media. Uh, and by the way, media in this country, the national media is following exactly the orders from corporate America, whether it is Comcast, whether it is uh, Jeff Bezos uh, with the Washington Post, uh, Disney, and ABC News. Uh, these outlets are appalling in that they refuse to acknowledge uh, that President Trump was right, uh, right, or as all of his followers like to say, he was right about everything. But he was certainly right about America first. He was certainly right about the about strong leadership, and and he was right about dictators and the way in which to deal with them. And suddenly, we have a president who's talking like a a. a a neighborhood bully, uh, a 15 year old, uh, acting as if he should be strutting around uh, in, in national, in international politics. It, it's just stunning. And this is a man that 60% of the American people believe is unfit uh, to be commander in chief. And this is not a commander in chief I want to go to war with. Well, certainly not. He's not in command of anything. And remember, Secretary Gates said that uh, uh, that Joe Biden as senator 
before he was president, was on the wrong side of every uh, consequential uh, foreign policy decision ever made. And of course, now he's the president, but the track record remains the same. You know, the mainstream media is going to be happy to go out there and shill for President Biden when he calls this the Putin price increase at the pump. But you remind your 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 viewers and your listeners that the prices started going up on your gas that you get at the gas station every week on day one of the of the Biden presidency. While they might be going up more because of Ukraine right now, because our failed energy policy, our anti-American energy policy, courtesy of President Biden, this is a policy that has been chosen by by the left. They are they are forcing this on you. And, and so uh, he needs to be held accountable. He is not up to ta- up to the task to be commander in chief. And it's why that every single American needs to be very vigilant. At the, at the decisions that are being made and speak up, make sure your voices are heard because we certainly can't trust Joe Biden to lead us out of the fog of war right now. Uh, he, and Biden saying he's, uh, he, he's uh, pumped more oil than Donald Trump, which I thought was a great expression as if Joe <laughs> Biden were pumping oil. Yeah. Uh, when he, in fact, uh, as you pointed out, the first thing he did was shut down the Keystone pipeline. Uh, amongst the other things that he's done is to uh, encourage the destruction of the petrochemical industry in this country, the uh, oil and gas industry. Uh, it, it's it is everything he's done has been exactly wrong. Uh, is Bob Gates, as you say, said of uh, of him uh, in the campaign of 2020? He's been wrong on every uh, every uh, every issue of national security and foreign policy, and that's, that's I'm sorry, that's absolutely ahead. right. That's absolutely right, Lou. The only thing that President Biden is oiling up is the machinery of the Chinese Communist Party as uh, as they pump our country full of unreliable energy sources and batteries made with slave labor in Xinjiang and child labor in in Africa for the cobalt and take us offline, making our, uh, you know, our our power grid unreliable and and and, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be at their hands, unfortunately, I mean. Europe tried this, and and and, and they got well, they went offline with their nuclear and their 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 reliable generation standards, and and, and now they now now they're Putin. Putin is extorting them, which is is part of the deal here. And of course, China's going to do it to us as well. And that's why we barely are. I don't know if we'll make three years of a Biden presidency. Quite honestly, with these kind of policies, there's two sides to this coin. If you're going to stop pumping Russian oil. You got to start pumping American oil, not going to Iran and certainly not Venezuela. These are terrorist nations. Why would we go to them? Yet, you know, this is, again, a president that uh, appears to hate America, saying that you have to buy your fossil fuels from from terrorist nations instead of Texas. That That's patent. That's patently absurd. Well, he is an absurd president, I think it's fair to say. Uh, He's saying that he's not subsidizing Putin's war. He knows full well that that isn't even close to the issue. In point of fact, he's not doing a thing to Putin by banning this Russian oil. And it does highlight the fact that Putin has a strategic partner in all of this. And I don't think it's an accident that in 2019 and 2020, we saw the Wuhan virus unleashed on the world and more than 5 million people around the world killed. Same number uh, in this country uh, has risen, uh, same number of dead has risen from the uh, from, 20, uh, from 2020 uh, to this year. We're looking at almost a million Americans killed with the Wuhan virus. And it, it, 
and nobody is protesting that. We're, we're all upset about uh, Putin in Russia, but we completely forget what Xi Jinping uh, did to the entire world, who is the strategic partner of Vladimir Putin. And people talk about Putin as if he were the Lone Ranger. No, he he's uh, you know he's uh, he's the partner of Xi Jinping, and yeah, people he's had the, better remember he's the minority that. partner. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. the minority partner, and people should remember it. While it's horrific that two million people have now left Ukraine seeking safety, uh, and, and we're right to be concerned about that. But what about the two million people that walked across our southern border unimpeded? We don't know their criminal history. We don't know their health history. Just walk into the United States of America and, and, and Joe Biden, he doesn't even know the southern border exists, but he sure knows one exists in Europe. Again, you got to wonder about American president who doesn't care about America. Exactly. And, and by the way, who's afraid to speak about China? Uh, you know, I, I, I got a kick out of Lindsey Graham, uh, who's uh, you know, holding forth, uh, as he often does, but suggesting, suggesting that we carry out assassinations. Uh, publicly calling for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. It's about time people understood that this, uh, that when we use the, um, the our military might, that there are great responsibilities and consequences for doing so. And U.S. senators, uh, and Marco Rubio, walking out of a uh, a con a confidential, a classified meeting with Zelensky. For senators and congressmen, you may have been there, Congressman, but Marco Rubio was one of two people who walked out after being told not to take pictures who did so and then uh, you know, put it online. This is a country right now. We have some of the doggondest people uh, representing the American people. It's just deeply disturbing to me. Yeah, people don't realize that uh, those photographs are embargoed because the, the Zelensky's background might be used to target him and locate him by the death squads that are speaking of uh, that, that are seeking him. And speaking of death squads, shouldn't we be more interested in the fact that apparently Iran had sent death squads or assassin, assassination squads to the United States to to kill uh, John Bolton, whether you're not you agree with his politics exactly. or not? Shouldn't that be a big concern? And yet we have the Russians Negotiating, uh, negotiating on our behalf with the Iranian mullahs, mullahs, the same ones that are alleged to have sent assassins to the United States of America. Uh, there's a lot of things in the world to focus on. And again, if you keep your focus on the safety and security and the well-being of, of the American people, the people that you elected, that elected you, the people that you're elected to serve, this would be a lot more simple. It's, it's pretty easy, Lou. Just say what you're going to do and then go do that. But, uh, you know, some of these folks have a hard time keeping it straight. Uh, they do. And, and a lot of it is in the values. Uh, the Quinnipiac poll, I'm going to re refer to it one last time, uh, revealing that, uh, as I said, eight and 10 people support a U.S. military response if Putin were to attack a NATO country. In that same poll, a majority of Democrats were polled uh, saying that they would uh, flee, not stay and fight, if Russia were to invade the United States. A majority, for crying out loud, while a majority of independents and Republicans said they would stand and fight were they to invade. I, this, this seems to be a curious divide between Democrats and Republicans and independents. Let, let me speak to that a little bit, Lou. It's not really curious to me. You have to just change your, the, your way of thinking because we're thinking the way we used to, Lou, that the Democrat Party just had a different way of 
of getting to the same place in America that the Republican Party did, that liberals and conservatives, while they disagreed on maybe the policy, they loved America. That, that Democrat Party no longer exists, and it's been taken over by the hard left, which thinks that America is the root of all the evils. And so it's easy to see they're happy to fight for some other country, but they're not happy to fight for their own because they despise their own, which is part and parcel to what you said about earlier in the program about all these people in America that are working against America. They literally believe and have been taught for 40 years uh, by by this left wing ideology, whether it's in mainstream media and or in academia, it's it's pervasive throughout society that America is the problem. And of course, they wouldn't be allowed or wouldn't be free to say any of these things in most every other country on the planet. But in America, where you have free speech, all they can spend their time doing is trashing it. And then when it comes to defending their very own rights in the country that they grew up in, up in, they apparently can't be can't even be bothered to to do that. So that's. That does make sense to me. They hate our country, Lou. That's the bottom line. It is the bottom line, and it is the bottom line, I think, for the, for the entire American left. Uh, we're, we're seeing examples of that, whether it be uh, in terms of the two impeachments against a sitting president that were absolutely frivolous, uh, no basis in fact. And in fact, according to John Durham, the special counsel, uh, it was a, a, a plan, a coordinated, orchestrated attack on a president, even before he was president, to stop him, to stop his presidency, to overthrow his presidency, and now is, as he is now a former president, uh, to continue to persecute him. Right. And we are watching the same, the very same tactics with the January 6th committee, which I know has subpoenaed you, uh, which you rejected. Uh, and we still have in prison uh, people who were there on January 6th on Capitol Hill who haven't seen their families in a year and for whom the courts will not move forward uh, to trial. It's absolutely un-American. It is an act of hate on the part of the Democratic Party, the January 6th committee, and this president. Your thoughts? Well, Certainly, our, our, our freedoms and our rights are under assault on, uh, at every turn, uh, at every corner. This is the standard fare for the left. They simply cannot stand to hear alternative viewpoints. They cannot stand and will not accept not being in control. They, 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 whatever the ends are justifies the means. And, and unless America uh, realizes that your freedoms are being removed from you every single day, and unless you're willing to fight for them, this is the where this is where the left is going to go. They the elites want to run the country. You as the surfer are supposed to pay your taxes and shut your mouth and do as you're told. They're just fine with that. But anything other than that, they're going to come after you. And it's it's more than just canceling you off your you know your platform or or uh, whatever social media sites you're on. As you said, Lou, they're happy to just throw you in jail and and throw away the key and forget about this constitution that every single one of them has raised their hand and swore to uphold and defend. Those are just empty words. They say that so that they can take the office. They have a completely different design for the United States of America. They want to, instead of moving to one of these other countries where they can have everything their hearts desires in socialist nations, they, they want to turn the United States into a socialist nation. That's just their mindset. They think that that's utopia. And if you don't see it, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're relegated to uh, unfortunately, the probably the best case is the dustbin of history, or actually worse, if you as you've already outlined. 
And as as we're as we're nearing a conclusion here, Congressman, and I, I appreciate your time here with us today. I can't help but note for the audience that there's some cross purposes in our foreign policy as well, including the decision taken by President Biden to ban Russian oil. And uh, Vice President Kamala Harris even made a point of uh, saying out loud what wasn't being spoken, which is the high price of oil uh, is very helpful to the AOC Marxist plan uh, to move to green energy uh, to destroy the petrochemical industry, uh, which, by the way, would mean, as you well know, uh, the destruction of a significant sector of our economy. 55% uh, of our economy is influenced by those fossil fuels and uh, energy, uh, yet they absolutely insist on moving ahead with their agenda, even at the cost of, uh, without question, a crisis in which the result is higher oil prices and an attempt to drive everything from uh, the purchase of EVs by a, an American people who can't afford them right now, in addition to the, all the high costs of energy, and, a, and an EV industry that can't provide enough of those cars. Well, not only that, Lou, this, the, the, that, the whole industry is not ready for prime time. Our, our economy runs on energy, but energy that's reliable and batteries that are made in China, uh, with, that are completely sourced out of this country and are not reliable for the long haul is, is not the answer. And certainly, you know, conversations about turning our military into an all EV military. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, you know, these people have never worn a uniform and had to deal with the enemy who has a vote. This is failed policy, but again, they're not interested in the market. They're not interested in what Americans want. They're interested in their elitist policies because they know better than you do. And so if you're paying five, six, seven, whatever, $10 a gallon, it's just fine with them, Lou, because as you've already talked about, and you're absolutely right, Americans must realize that the hard left, and that's who's in charge of this so-called Democrat party now, desires you for, they, they don't want you driving on the road at all. As a matter of fact, they want to put no maintenance uh, money into road work or any of that kind of stuff because they don't want you driving. But if you must drive, if you, if you, if you demand to drive as an American citizen, they're going to make sure that your choices are limited. You're only going to drive an electric, drive an electric vehicle where the grid is not capable of, of charging all those. Even in California right now, they don't want them charging at night. The grid can't handle it, but that's okay with them too because remember, the goal is to limit your travel so that, uh, so that, you know, because they, they worship not only Biden, but certainly AOC and the left in general worship at the gods of the Green New Deal. And so that's, their, that's what drives their policy. And so they're just fine with, uh, with the, the prices at the pump, but they want to blame it on Vladimir Putin instead of, uh, instead of owning up for what they, these are policy, policy decisions that they're making. They're making these policy decisions. So if you don't like what you see, uh, just follow it back to where it goes. It goes right to AOC uh, and, and Joe Biden and the, and the so-called Democrat Party. That's why this is happening. Congressman, I'm going to say it's been a pleasure talking with you today, and I appreciate your time and, uh, and sharing your thoughts with the audience uh, and me. Uh, we have, a, uh, we have a, a, a convention on this broadcast. We always give our guests the last word, so I'm going to turn it over uh, to you. Uh, for your, your concluding thoughts, if I may. 
Well, my concluding thoughts are, look, the, the, the America, for sure, the world in general is crying out for leadership and truth. And so uh, certainly you can see leadership in a guy like Zelensky. You're not going to find it in Biden. You can find the truth. One of the places you're going to have to look for it. But one of the places you can find it is at Lou Dobbs. And, and the other thing is, is that, look, our, our country requires uh, us to be heard. Uh, it doesn't work if we stay silent and keep our heads down and hope that a few other people will handle it for us. If you don't like the course that your country has taken, uh, then you're going to have to say something. You're probably going to have to do something. So other than getting your information from Lou Dobbs, it requires you to go out and be heard and, and make your opinions known and demand action for the safety and the security and the vitality of the great country that you love and live in. Congressman, I thank you for your, your, your terrific conclusion and your kind words. Thank you, sir. And I appreciate you. you being with us and I hope you'll come back soon. We wish you all the best and we thank you for your service uh, in the U.S. Congress as well as in the U.S. military. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, Congressman Perry. And thanks to all of you for being with us here on The Great America Show. Tomorrow, our guest is John Solomon, great reporter, editor, and founder of the website JustTheNews.com. John will be here to talk about the reports of what his team of investigative reporters have found about the anomalies, the irregularities, and illegal activities in the 2020 presidential election. You don't want to miss that. Here tomorrow, please be with us. We want to invite you to sign up for our Great America Show Advisory and Newsletter. Simply go to ludobs.com, that's ludobs.com, and click on the email newsletter button. It's as simple as that. And we'll send you our advisories and alerts as well as our weekly newsletter. I don't want to overstate anything, but I'm pretty sure you will absolutely sense at least a small positive change in your world outlook. We invite you to join us and stay in touch. Thank you. That's ludobs.com. Thanks. God bless you and God bless America.